What's going on, everybody? Great podcast. We got Gino Marino, top agent, does anywhere between 35 and $45 million, all word of mouth, zero advertising on Long Island, been in the game for 10 years. A lot of insight for new agents and existing agents who are looking to take off during a time where is the market going up? Is the market going down? Is the market going to go flat? We don't know. Gino's a great resource. Enjoy. Yeah, kid, welcome. We're going to get back to another episode of Smells Like Kathy the Handsome. My name is Charles, a.k.a. the Handsome Mombar, a.k.a. Captain Kermit, a.k.a. you're fucking back. They've been, I love them, but they've been, they've been, they've been slacking on the, uh, you're a little rusty. You're a little rusty. There was no feeling in it. I never even understand a word you say when you say that. Dude, do you speak? Do you speak Italian? No. No. I'm first generation too. Are you? Yeah. Don't Did your parents bit. not? Your parents speak it, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to speak it because they they wanted to be able to talk about you and you didn't know. They wanted me to fit in with the kids, so they didn't teach it to me. Really? Yeah. And now. It's one of my biggest regrets. I wish they would have featured it. Yeah. But, no, knowing languages is huge. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know any other languages. I mean, it took Spanish in school, not even Italian. They're like almost, they're not the same, but they're similar. They're similar, very similar. I, I lose a lot of it, but if I'm boozed up, I think I can speak it fluently. <laughs> Italian? Speak it fluently. Yeah. Or at no, least it sounds like Spanish, it's... Spanish, <laughs> Spanish. Or at least so, it sounds like it's... it's it it's sounds like it, but no, when I'm boozed up, I, it all comes back to me. What is your drink? I feel like you're a wine guy. No, tequila. Fuck. Straight that tequila. I wasn't even close. Tequila is like, usually an angry wine. person drink. You are not is angry. It? No, I think it's a, a tequila is the only upper. Yeah? As far as liquors go, as, as far as I, I think. What do, you like, what do you like drunk? Because you're a cool cat when you're sober. I mean, it depends. Um, yeah, who made that shirt? It's a, <laughs> who made that shirt? Oh, uh, Sax. Yeah? That's where I got it from. I don't know who makes it. Um, no, nah, it depends. There's always that fine limit of... Like I'm cool, calm, collected, and then if it's too much, then it's just downhill and take me home. So, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, no, it's uh, tequila. Tequila, I'm pretty even with. I could drink a bottle of tequila and be okay, but if I drink like three margaritas or like three, um, what do you call them? Martinis? Martinis. It's oh, vodka does it for you? Yeah. Just- gin. Gin martini. Gin does it. Just- gin knocks me out. Yeah? Yeah. But tequila, good to go. Scotch also. Love scotch. Not into wine? Scotch, bourbon, tequila. Scotch, That's bourbon, it. tequila. Yeah, and the darks. The darks, all the stuff the that puts hair tequila. in your chest. It's good, man, the stuff with flavor. Wine, I never got into it. No? You're a wine person? No, I, I uh, actually, I don't drink at all. I've never been drunk. The only, what? The only thing I drink, literally, is water. That's it. Well, that's amazing. But well, you've, so you've never been drunk? Never. Ever. ever. Not even come Not close. Even college? Uh, no, nothing. Wow. No, not at all. Who are you? Well, I mean, let's think about this logically, right? From let, Let's go back to the moment when you first sipped booze for the first time, right? Yeah. You can't tell me that you liked it. No, it was terrible. Okay, exactly. So there's awful. my point. Like, I drank yeah. this. I'm like, oh, this tastes like shit. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I just cut it right there. Yeah, but you acquire a taste like anything else, like certain foods that you might not have liked. Later but, on, you start to enjoy. Like I, what? I, What's a food that you hated that you now love? I am the pickiest eater ever. Yeah? It's like... Well, you're Italian. Chicken, we eat I know, but chicken. I don't eat any any fish. No fish. No, no seafood. Fish. Huh? No. No fish. I don't no even seafood. eat. Uh, I don't eat chopped meat. I don't eat like meatballs. I'm the worst Italian. You don't eat meatballs, no, bro. What kind no. of Italian are you? Fake one. Your apparently. name is Gino Marino. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No meatballs. No chopped meat. I don't eat hamburger. I've never had a hamburger. 
You've never had a hamburger. Never had How a hamburger. How do you know if you don't like it? Same thing with booze. Bro, I've, I've tried booze. It's yeah. fucking gross. You could just smell booze. Like a hamburger is beautiful. Bro, oh. it's American. It's, you're American. It's America. I don't know. It's something like hating with, baseball. You hate baseball? Nah, I like baseball, but it's something with chopped meat. Just like to process it. Uh, like, I don't know. Just grosses me out. No chopped meat whatsoever. It's just the whole aspect of how it comes together. Yeah. You ever wow. see people preparing meatballs? It's disgusting. Did you have a bad experience? No, I've never had one. I just don't, I don't know. I never got, never had burger. I'm sure I've had a meatball when I was younger, but I don't eat them. Not that I can remember, but if you ask my mother, I'm sure she'll say I've had them before. Oh. All right, so no meatballs, no chopped meat. No chopped meat, uh, no fish, no seafood. Um, literally pasta, chicken, steak, salad, fruits, vegetables. It's like, that's basically it. That works. Yeah. Gets works. me where I need to be. So I'm putting out a video. I thought we, we just did a deal together. Yep. yep. Awesome, right? Keeping our fingers crossed, awesome. Yeah. In a time where people in the market are getting a little nervous, we're in there, we have multiple offers over the asking price, very solid buyers, I'm yep. very excited about it. Did a property in Plainview together, came together great. Yeah, And this looks amazing. Thank you. Yep. And we had, uh, we had never met before that, and all yeah. of a sudden, I, we actually, we met through Instagram. Yes. I hit you up. Uh, yeah. I think I reached out to you because I had that property and then one other one in Dix Hills area. Yep. And then we ended up getting you that one in Plainview. Uh, first time I met you was at that house. You pulled up in your uh, Mini Cooper. At the, the Mini time. Cooper. <laughs> Mini Cooper. You are heavier than you are now, so you definitely lost weight. Fifteen pounds, bro. Had to be more than that from that that was time. It? That's got to be almost like. Did I look that fat? A year and Fuck. a half, two years ago. Was I that fat, dude? Yeah, I was carried it well. You I was a little well. chubby, you right? I don't know. I wasn't big, bro. Big? <laughs> big? <laughs> you were working at Little Lithia at the same time, though. So, you know, food and lifting. Bigger. We'll go with that. It was in but my face. My face is skinnier. It, it was right? definitely yeah. your face. It was more your face. No, it was my whole um, freaking body. I like the beard. Thanks, man. I think you keep the beard look. Because I, I need something to break it up. Like, yeah. otherwise, it's just like, like, a, like I always say, like a thumb. Right. Fucking head looks like a thumb. <laughs> Um, so we did that. Up. We did that deal together, and um, and you smoked it. And then I realized I was like, dude, who is Gino Marino? And then I started talking to, talking to people. They're like, oh, Gino Marino's fucking huge. He does like 35, 40, 45 million dollars worth a year in business. So where did this yeah. guy come from? You're like the silent assassin. Yeah. <laughs> I stay low key, man. I, I don't. But I'm how do you? On... But just think about the concept of that for a second. Yeah. I'm. You and I, I guess, are kind of polar opposites, right? Because I'm as in your face as you could possibly get. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I but that works for you. That's good. That works for you. But I do it because of like, oh, I need the business, which in this case proved to work, right? Yeah. I'm so curious with you, and I'm sure a lot of agents are also, as to how you maintain a low profile and do that level of business. That's a shit ton of business. I don't, I, I mean, it's word of mouth. Um, how many, how many like years have you been doing this? 95% referral. So. How many, many, how many years you been doing this? Oof, now I got licensed when I was, I got licensed when I was 26, but not till I was like 27 did I start really doing like transactions. So about 11 years. So you're 10 years yeah, deep. 10, yeah, 10, 11 years. You're 10 years, years deep, okay. Um, took me two years to get that, you know, five, six million under my belt of doing deals. Okay. And then from there, just every year been Which is like 10 to 12 growing. transactions. About, yeah. One a month. So, uh, okay. yeah, roughly. Um, I'm over in Dix Hills area, so prices are a little different over there. Yeah. Um, which works to my benefit, but yeah, it took me about two years and then from there just been growing it every year. 
And I think if you're good at what you do and you do the right thing by people, they tell other people and you get referrals from there and so on and so forth. So it's just been luckily growing and growing. I don't spend zero, I spend zero dollars on marketing or advertising. Wow. I don't do Zillow leads. I don't do any of that stuff. It's just where I spend my money is networking. I okay. network. Uh, I'll go out meet people, do things, go to events. That's the extent of my marketing. Now you and I kind of walked the same path in the sense that um, that's how I built my business. Yeah. So as well as like, A, I had no money at the beginning, so I'm like, all right, how am I gonna, how am I gonna monetize this? I'm like, you know, how am I gonna bring in business without being able to advertise and do all the stuff? Yeah. Plus I'm not like, I'm trying to be a systems guy. I'm not the best systems guy when it comes to, you know, CRMs and all that shit. Me either. I, I'm not good with any of that stuff or social media in general. Anything with the computer, I'm not great with, so it's, I hire people to do it for me now. Okay. Because it's just CRMs, I hate like inputting the information and doing it all. So I used to have like a paper CRM where I would like write everything. I had this notebook where I would keep track of all my clients. I would make a binder <laughs> for each person. Oh, God. With like. Well, so you're an organized guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm very organized, just paper. Like I, my calendar on my phone, like I use it, but I'm still. Like if you look, you're like at that age where you're on the cusp of people that are really either not technologically savvy or are. Right. I'm I, not. Like I have everything in my calendar, but that, I still use paper. Like my every morning, I go to my office and I take it off. My assistant writes it down, what my schedule is for the day, and I take it and I bring it in the car and I go through that. And I barely ever check my phone so my calendar. So, what does your team look like? It's you and an assistant. It's just me and two assistants, yeah. So no team, just oh, I work so you have by two myself. assistants. Yeah, two assistants. Two full time assistants. Two full time. One does all of my um, office work and like my day to day whatever I need, and then the other one helps me with showings and filling in slots that I might need of like doing an open house or one's licensed, one's not. Got so it. the one that's licensed handles all that other stuff, and the other one just handles my schedule and all office stuff. So do you have that much going on that you need that? Um, at yes and no. So at times, absolutely. At certain times, like one of them doesn't do too much. Okay. But like from March through September, October, yeah. So a couple of months where it's a little slow, but she, I can't, I don't want to not have her for a couple of months. And no, it makes sense. So pay her for the whole year. But so at, I need them. At what point, at what point did you start adding support staff? When I was losing business. Um, for no reason. So, because uh, I couldn't handle it and I was just losing it because I would either not follow up or they would just fall through my, like, because I don't do a CRM. So they would just fall through the cracks. People yeah. would call me and I forgot to call them back. So when I started noticing I was losing business, I was like, all right, let me get an assistant to manage my, basically manage my schedule and also the other one to every lead I get, I send to her now. Okay. She goes through them all, she'll vet them whether they're, like a real person or not, or so on and so forth. She would say lead, a lead to list the property? Like a lead, no, a buyer lead. Okay. Uh, listing leads, I, I, I do myself buyer leads. So I get people that from listings, buyers that will call. Got it. And hey, interested in this property, or can you come show me these properties, this Got and it. that. Um, I don't have the time anymore to drive to 30 houses in one day and yeah. show somebody the whole day. So that's where she comes in key. Got it, makes sense. So when you say you're doing anywhere between 35 and 45 million consistently the last few years, how many transactions, like how many houses is that? So um, I think on average, like my median price, when I look at it like at the end of the year, falls between somewhere around like 
900 and change. So okay. roughly like 40 something transactions. 40 to 50, 40 yeah. to 50 houses. Right. Wow. And do you purposely, do you purposely look to be in that higher end market because you feel like it makes more sense? No, um, I just, take, okay. uh, I'll take listings everywhere and anywhere. Um, I've sold things in the twos, threes, four, uh, but I think it's just uh, where I am and where I started selling, that's kind of, it's kind of like 800 to 3 million is the range. Mm -hmm. So that's just where most of my listings will be. But buyers, I really go anywhere. Listings, I go anywhere too, but that's kind of where my demographic is now. You, um, you got into real estate in a bad time, it sounds like. Like, you got yeah. into real estate, it was like, shit. It was, it was right after the crash, so yeah. it was, it was terrible. I, it was, I think it's gonna start being, by next year, what it was when I first came in, so it's gonna be a lot slower, yeah. and you really gotta work hard for your deals. Yeah. Whereas the past year and a half, it's Wh been a little bit easier. So work hard for your deals in the sense of what? To get listings or to get the stuff sold? To get the stuff sold. Okay. To get the stuff sold and to get um, and to get listings because well really to get things sold because now it's you get five ten twenty offers on a house well it used to be yeah so you don't have to do anything you put it on you market it a little bit people are coming to you because there's no inventory but when there's not a lot of buyers and there's more inventory or not that much inventory you have to try to find a buyer now as opposed to them coming to you. Yeah, I think a bunch of things play into this. Um, and I think a lot of agents haven't seen this because they've, they've enjoyed their entire career, especially even myself, not as an agent, but as an investor, my entire career in an up market with the exception of COVID, which was like 30 seconds of freak out and then an explosion, yeah. which ultimately is bringing us to where we are right now. Um, but I think relationships with fellow realtors and mortgage people is gonna become a lot more important as the market changes. Yeah. Right? You're gonna have to like, you wanna know other realtors so everyone can work together, everybody can trust each other, mm -hmm. especially also on the mortgage side. Like, you know, I'm noticing that I'm doing that more and more people like you and I, we're, we, we're fielding all these offers that are coming through on that Plainview house. And yeah. it's like, it's not about maximum dollar, it's about who is going to close. Yeah. You know, what agents, what agents do we like that we know deliver quality people that screen everybody and then B, on the finance side, who do we feel comfortable with or who do I, like, who do I feel comfortable with that is actually gonna close? Yeah, so um, it's, it's not the norm to try to get somebody uh, to go through, like if they're pre-qualified, to try to get them to be pre-approved just to double check their finances because people get, sometimes people get offended. I get, you've probably had, with the volume you do, you've probably had a bunch of deals that have fallen apart, I'm assuming, that, you know, and then you've lost buyers in the process, and then when you went to go back, this and that. On the finance side. On the finance side, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it also depends on, on price ranges. So usually buyers that are looking in that middle to upper, like that seven, eight million dollar plus, mm -hmm. they're usually a lot more knowledgeable, um, and they're not gonna waste their own time looking at places if they can't afford it. Well, that's um, a valid point. So usually, if they have a pre-approval, it's usually pretty good. Um, you always call the mortgage broker or whoever it's through just to double check and see what kind of pre-approval they got. But from what my experience, usually in those upper markets, people aren't wasting their own time by going around as opposed to, you know, yeah. like a 300, they might make a phone call and say, hey, I need a pre-approval. And that person might be like, oh, well, how much you make a year? Okay, here's your 
pre-approval yeah. and not checking anything. No, but. that's a valid point. And when I think back to it, so I actually, I never wanted to have people screened by a loan officer in the past because I, I thought it was kind of obnoxious. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I've seen guys say stuff like, if you're not using this guy, yeah. don't even call me, which mm -hmm. I mean, you can't do, it's not right. Yeah. But to your point now that you're bringing it up, it's really in the now, let's say 600 or under, mm -hmm. or especially with the FHA deals where like there was a house Those that get dicey. I mean, bro, there was a house that we did. We sold the house for six seventy five in Bayshore. We had over a dozen offers, and only two of them were qualified. Wow! I had three deals fall apart in a week that were under contract for over sixty days. One of the people lost their down payment with a commitment because they couldn't qualify to close. Wow! So that's what shifted my entire thought process. Yeah. And um, and working with Sal from from Cardinal, there's been a lot of close calls that we've avoided now. Yeah. Where LOs are like, hey, everything's good. And then we look at the docs and like, dude, this guy's got like an 80 DTI. Yeah, so to me, that's more of a, a mistake on the fin financial side of whoever that person that buyer's trusting to do their loan. Because now they're telling them, yeah, you're approved. That person didn't want to lose their deposit. So I'm sure they thought that they were good to go because that's yeah. what their loan officer they told them. Yeah, they don't they know. They have no idea. No idea. Um, no idea. Which is scary because, you know, you put your trust into somebody and they also don't know what they're doing or, but yeah, I mean, I get why you do it and you're not the only person I know that does it. And it, it makes sense, but it does make the deal a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it does. Um, so, I mean, listen, you're, you're a seasoned veteran. You do a ton of business, 40, 50 plus deals a year. I mean, big volume. Um, you know, what would be your advice to agents? Well, there's a couple of different agents that I think we gotta talk to right now. A, we gotta talk to the newer agents. A lot of people that are coming into the business. Yeah. How to build their brand, you know, how to really, cause, it's a struggle. Recently, it's been hard for agents to, um, you know, to get listings because obviously there aren't that many of them. Yep. And then if you're working with buyers, there's 30 offers on every property. Yep. Right. So talk to those people for a second. Oof. Um, so you did it once upon a time. Once upon yeah, a time, you had yeah, never yeah. done a deal before, and this the world was crumbling. So I never had. Yeah, I never had um, like a mentor. Um, so I was just big on researching and and getting as much knowledge as possible. So I would. Google everything. Like, so if I didn't know something, I would, I would Google it, or maybe I'd ask my manager at the time. But most of the time, like, if I went into a new neighborhood, so I would say, like, knowledge is key. I think, research areas that you're in, know everything about that area, um, so that you could at least have the knowledge when you get a buyer or somebody come across your plate that you know what to do with them. Are you of the opinion to start in a town or a series of one or two towns and just straight up dominate those areas and then expand out from there? Uh, I you, used to be. Do you yes. do it unconsciously? I used to be yes, but I don't I, now. I don't think you should hone yourself to one area because then you're limiting yourself on the whole island. So if you get a buyer in another town, you don't want to just give away that buyer. Especially if you're new, you want to take every deal you could possibly get. Oh, of course, because any deal is going to give you experience, and that experience is what's going to build your confidence. But um, I mean, to new agents, I think if you could for the next two, three years, if you could survive and not get weeded out with everybody else, I think my advice would be um, get as much knowledge uh, in the areas that you're working. Uh, if you can get a mentor, get one, because they're gonna, be, they're gonna just speed along your process of what you're doing as far as, again, knowledge. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man, because I, I took a different route. It's tough for me to, I could say the easy things, market, advertise yourself, use your brokerage numbers, 
until you make your own numbers, like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never did any of that. So I you just like you just networked basically. I just networked, network, 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 and that was it. Like so, when you were out there networking, especially at the beginning, like I was out there two, three, four nights a week. Were you doing the same thing? Yeah. I think I think networking, especially post COVID, is something that is just not not utilized the way it needs to be. Yeah, and door uh, door knocking will used to be a thing when. Do you door knock? Yeah. No I still shit. Do, I still door knock. Yeah. Do you? It's a little dicier now because of COVID <laughs> and everything, and you know people. You never know what house you're knocking on, and people are opening it up a mess. Like, so you know you never know when you're gonna get cursed out. But uh, door knocking was something that I started doing when I first got in the business, and still do now and what's uh what's your how often do you door knock now like now, weekly no now i'll go like uh bi-weekly like once every two weeks i'll go out to an area or if i have a buyer uh -huh. or a couple of buyers that are looking in a specific area i'll door knock like crazy for a couple of days that week nice and that's interesting just saying hey listen i have buyers in the area you're yeah. looking to sell you're looking to sell has yeah. it ever worked yes how often does that stuff turn into like because i think a lot of agents who just don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable let's face it yeah cold calling like yesterday i wanted to test this new crm that we're developing so i sat there and cold called for three hours yeah that's the worst it's i mean it's not the best it's not the most fun thing in the world but like if you just numb yourself to it and you just do it yeah but it works absolutely it's so, a numbers game so how effective is door knocking for you uh, I think it's the same thing as cold calling. It's a numbers game. So if you go to enough houses and you knock on enough doors, you might not get that listing, but I've had people that I've knocked on their door and they're like, oh, the Joneses three doors down are actually looking to sell. Uh, they're friends of ours. Why don't you go there, tell them that so-and-so sent you over there. That's smart. So um, I've had that or I've had people where I've door knocked. Oh, we're not interested now, but you know, maybe in the future give them my info, follow up with them, follow up with them, follow up with them over the course of a year. And then they're like, okay, actually we do want to sell. Or my daughter's looking for a home. So like something, it's really you interacting and meeting people. Yeah, the more and, conversations you have. Yeah, Yeah. so, and if you could vibe with somebody and you stay in contact with them and you keep your name in their head somehow, when they know somebody looking or they're looking, yeah. they might be more inclined to shoot you a call or whatever it is. Where do you get your sense of fashion from? <laughs> I don't know. You look like you're, 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 you look like you're, uh, you're you're strolling around. I could see you right now strolling uh, in like you know someplace in Italy, <laughs> sitting down, having a cappuccino. Uh, it would be nice. I need a trip. Um, I, I don't know. It. I've always been into fashion since I'm a, at least that's what my mother tells me since I'm a kid. Yeah, I was, always like clothes. Probably get it from her. She's big into fashion. Not my dad. My dad's like a. Blue jeans, like my mom buys all his clothes. Like he'll wear Walmart jeans, doesn't care, <laughs> dirty boots. He's, he's like, I guess a guy's guy, pickup truck, but I, I'm into fashion, I don't know. Just always been. You go to college? At USF, yeah. University of South Florida? Yeah. That must have been Tampa. a wild time. It was getting the heat, I hate, I'm not a heat person, but uh, it was. I melt in the heat, dude. Me too, I like the cold, or like, give me March, April out here, I'm do you, good. Do you have vitiligo like I do? I do. I have it too. Do you? Yeah. Well, so mine's actually got spots all over me, bro. Do you? Oh, spots everywhere. Mine came out when I was young. I was like, maybe it's uh, an Italian thing. It could be. My buddy Sal's got they say it. It also. runs in the fit. Like it's nobody like, in my family has it. Uh, so that's that's odd. So nobody like great grandparents have had it of mine, but other than that, it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I got. So I'm very fair complected to I begin with. So you don't really notice it except for the summer months when I get like a little bit of a tan, it'll come out. Yeah, but no, you don't see it. Brings it out. I've never noticed it. Yeah. In you, and then you were sitting there. I was like, I yeah. think he has like I do. I do. Yeah. Came out when I was like nineteen, but a couple of spots, and not till like three years ago did it start to. 
progress. Yeah, me too. Same thing. Nobody in my family has it. Super stress, weird. Stress, man. It's stress. They say stress brings it out. Are you stressed? You don't look stressed, bro. You look pretty damn There's a young. lot going on in here. There's a lot going on in here. And just um, show a good demeanor. Hey guys, if you haven't already, you have to join my text platform. I'm doing a ton of one-on-one engagement in there and giving away all my best secrets on fix and flip, rental properties, how to find off-market deals, and how to succeed at the highest level in the real estate business. Shoot me a text. I remember I went to I went to a house. I went into this house. This is when it like really I've had these my entire life. And then I went to a house maybe like three years ago. And fleas everywhere. I come out of the house completely covered in fleas, throwing clothes on the lawn. Like this happens at least once or twice a year. Yeah. Levy went through this with me. We got a whole video Bonkers. dedicated to this shit. So every summer <laughs> we get fleas. So I have like these, all of a sudden my entire like right side of my body goes white, like from here over. It's like really white. So I go to the I go to the uh, dermatologist. I'm like, listen, I think I have you know Michael Jackson disease. He's like, no, you got bitch. It's this whole thing. So he like he like biopsies me, takes all this blood, puts me through this whole rigmarole. Yeah. Says come back in two weeks. I'm like, so what is it? He goes, I think it might be like you know you got bit by something. It could be Lyme, could be anything. And what he goes, I don't know, you got Michael Jackson disease. And they were able to tell that from your blood test. Yeah. Or he's like, oh, nothing's uh, wrong with you. You have vitiligo. I was yeah, like, bro, that's yeah. what I told you. Yeah. That's so so all of a sudden, like, poof, it just appeared everywhere. Yeah. I know, that's how, that's how it was with me a few years ago because I had like little spots here and then and all of a sudden just poof, it just started coming out. Mine comes and goes though, which is odd. Usually like once you get a spot, it usually stays there forever. Mine will come and go. Um, like so pigment will come back and then pigment will go again. Bro, so it's, it's weird. Mine is crazy. Like it would like, I, the, when it started happening, I just, it felt itchy. So I started itching it and literally the color would come off my body. So it goes and like never a, come back. It goes like a red and then it goes to like a white. Yeah. And when it's red, it gets a little itchy. And yes. Then, yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, it's just so strange. And then it's just gone. It's like you took paint thinner and just started rubbing it on a portion <laughs> of your body and the color comes <laughs> off and it's fucking gone. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. It's weird. There's it, things that you could do, but... I don't care. I don't care either. It, no. doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Huh. So, back to Asian talk. Um, I always think that when markets turn down, it's really the time to like really turn up. So like... While I'm turning down a little bit on the buy side because I'm going to start to get, I wanted to do 200 houses this year, but I'm going to get more conservative yeah. as far as like my numbers. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to be adjusting down 10, 12, 15% depending on the market and the mm -hmm. price point for what I see coming like, let's say six, nine, 12 months from now. Yep. So if a house was selling for $500,000 a month ago, I'm going to approach that same deal today as if it's going to sell for 454 and a quarter. Right. Because I think that's where we're going to be. I think yep. rates are going to go into the nines. Oof. Personally, sorry, dude. Oh, sorry, man. I don't listen. I, I don't want that shit. Yeah, I hope not. I think they're gonna. Uh, that's. I think they're gonna go into the mid sevens. Uh, if they go to the nines, it's just craziness. I think they're gonna go to the mid sevens. It's crazy to us because we're used to like two percent. Yeah, I but know. if you talk to your parents, they're like twelve percent, dude. Sixteen percent, eighteen percent, twelve percent, twelve or thirteen percent. When my parents bought. Um, you know what's crazy is when my parents bought on Long Island uh, in like the late 80s or whenever it was, late 80s or yeah, I think it was like 89, 90. They bought the house they bought in Dix Hills. It was like a couple hundred thousand, 13% interest. That same house for some reason in that area, I mean the market's gone crazy since then. That house has gone up like maybe $100,000 since the 80s, which is so odd because it just recently sold again for it was like meaning it hasn't gone up that the value much. over there just hasn't where changed. is this it's in a part of dick's hills which is really? weird yeah that is know. weird 
it's, it hasn't changed over there. It's gone up like 100, 150, but since the 90s, things have quadrupled value. So either they just bought really high at that time. I don't know. It's weird. I guess it depends on where you are in the market cycle. Yeah. yeah. And there's certain areas that balloon and not balloon. I don't think values are ever going to drop to like where they were before because like, for example, Mastic, like Mastic, yeah. Bellport, Shirley, that was always a town specific. Those are always towns where you could like buy for 40,000. Then the market would balloon. People buying mm -hmm. houses for like three, 400,000. Then it would come back down. And I don't think that's ever going to happen again because no. rents are too high. Yeah. Rents are too high. Like, the new rental numbers just came out for like Section 8 CDC. I'm getting $2,911 net to me for a four bedroom in Mastic paid wow. directly from the government. Bro, I'm getting $3,000 for a freaking house I paid $60,000 for. That's bananas. Yeah, that is bananas. That's amazing. How many of those do you have? That, that's a great. Uh... Over, over 100. Jesus. Yeah, I have over 100 units. But wow. recently, I haven't been able to buy anything because the prices are too high. So now yeah. I'm flipping. Bro, I just flipped. A, uh, I just it's going to start changing soon. The auctions, even the auction prices are high. Are the auction prices were always high. Yeah. I've, I've never bought a house at auction before. Not okay. that I wouldn't. Not that it doesn't work for some people. But for yeah. me, I've worked them enough to be like, dude, these prices don't make sense. Yeah. Like, I would rather do other stuff. Well, you have the people that go to the auctions don't have the network. The network that you have that you've built of homeowners coming directly to you obviously that's and the way agents to go. and agents going directly to them it's a mix i do a lot of business with agents like yeah. yourself so like the thing is like you are in the point top 0001 percent of agents by far right yeah. in every aspect from you know gross commission to volume to everything but and you actually play a lot more in the distressed real estate space mm -hmm. but even you like how many houses like plainview do you come across a year couple no, a decent amount. So yeah? for the past couple of years, yeah, I'd say- Why aren't like, we doing more deals here? Like Plainview. So I, I was seeing if I vibe with you. I was testing it out to see if uh, how did you would go. I wasn't, I, were you I trusted you, but I wasn't sure if you were gonna give back the listing oh, at first. I was just, I was just have I been on? Have I been on, uh, on trial? I'm not offended it's, by this. No, no, I just, you know, I gotta, because <laughs> I have people that I've been working with for yeah. years and um, I wasn't sure. I mean, you seem like a man of your word, but until you hit me up. Everyone's full of shit until then, proven otherwise. Yeah, you never know. Facts. Until you hit me up and you're like, hey, I've been trying to find your number. Yeah, I do it. I put out put Instagram bass for you, dude. <laughs> trying like, to find fuck. your number. Who the hell got me this house? And I was like, dude. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I was like, all right, he's a man of his word. What? All right, cool. Are we good to go forward now? Yeah, I'll get like... Um, I come across probably 12 to 15 of them. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm freaking super thrilled to have met you for many reasons, that obviously being one of them. But for me, your average agent who does 20, 30 deals a year is going to see one or two shitty yeah. houses. So you have to know everybody. So a, a lot of them, believe it or not, come from um, like friends or people I know of family members who. Yeah. Um, somebody might have passed or somebody's going through something and they need to get rid of their house no, or makes so on and so forth. Or somebody has multiple houses and one of them, two of them are just vacant. And yeah. so that's where a bulk of them come from. Um, and then other than that, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how they come. I've just been lucky not going once yeah. in a while. No, that's, but, a, but yeah, that, but that's a lot of shit. Past couple houses. of years, it's been like 12 to 15 every year I've been, I've been getting. And then like maybe one or two of them I'll keep for myself. Yeah, clean them shit. up and yeah for rent them and rent them. Yeah, nice. So that's, I've been trying to build up a rental portfolio. Smart. Um, but then when the market got crazy, I sold off five of them because I just it was just so crazy. It was the prices were bananas. So I was like, you know what? I'm just taking profits. Yeah, I just want. To I get the it. Money. Yeah, no, no, I do. I, I get it. Part of me was looking at this and I'm like, mm, should I just sell off all fucking hundred plus of these things and just 
hang or well, what? recession's coming soon, so you could buy them all up again. Uh, yeah, get well, them for cheap. What I ended up doing is like, and I'm finishing it up right now, just refinancing a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And then just pulling a whole bunch of money off the table, just letting it sit there and be like, okay, let's prepare for what's gonna go on. Yeah. The interesting thing is like, you and I are walking that parallel line of like, we've developed strong businesses via networking, but do you wanna to continue to grow your business or are you comfortable with where it is right now? Um, honestly, I'm comfortable where it is right now. Yeah. Uh, if, okay. it, if it grows, it grows, I'm not, doing anything to actively try to like i'm not making a team i'm not getting more um there's only and i know it sounds stupid there's only so much i could handle but um, no it makes sense listen i'm big on like so a couple of years ago if you asked me that same question five years ago i'd say no i want to get to 150 million 200 million like i want to grow 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 but quality of life now like a couple of years ago i went through some stuff and it's like I realized that I was just working my life away. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying anything. I'm there. So I was like, you know, if I'm making X amount and I'm more than comfortable, I'd rather spend time, more time with my family, more time with my friends, travel, like enjoy what I'm doing, the money I'm making. Are you doing that though? I am. Uh, not as much as I'd like to, when but was I'm last doing it way more than. What was the last vacation you took? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I go to Florida here and there. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I went to Aruba like three years ago. But Florida, I'll go back and forth to, to Naples or to visit friends and stuff. But real vacation, it's been a little while, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And that was more of a COVID thing, though. Like, you couldn't really travel. COVID's like, been over for a little while, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People traveled but, anyway. But things got so busy from COVID. So it was Dude, like, we, we should make a real estate rat pack. That would be awesome. We should do that. You would be, you would, you would be, we should do that. You would be key. <laughs> you would be key in, in we who should would, do that. Who would it be? I feel like it would me, you. I'm thinking about Peter Grosso. I, I've only met him like once or twice, but he's uh, he's a character. Good right? guy, got the yeah. voice, presence, jacked out of his mind. Yeah, we need like five people. Dude. How many were people were in the real Rat Pack? Was Sammy was, Davis Jr. There was five, right? Levy, how many people were in the Rat Pack? We're that old, about to, bro. About to Google that. Say Google everything. Google that. So it was, it was Sammy Davis Jr. It was Frank Sinatra. It was some other tall, handsome guy. I think there was five of them. I think there was five. I think there was five, but... You, you, don't, you don't get service in this place. Oh, of course we get service in here. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta oh, see. It says the says. Rat Pack is back. You got it? Yeah, let's see. Oh, no. I'm hooked to the Wi-Fi. That's right. So, Rat... Five. Five? Yeah, I thought so. Here we go. Rat Pack members. Uh, Six. Six. No, there was a girl in there. That doesn't. Girl? Angie Dickens? Yeah, Dean Martin, Joey Bishop. Well, there's five. Peter Lawford, Sammy Davis, and Frank Sinatra. Who do you want to be? You look like Sinatra. I could do a Sinatra or Dean Martin. Peter Lawford, Joey. You could could be Dean Martin. Yeah, you could be Dean Martin. I think that was five. Who am I going to be? I'm gonna go with. I feel like uh, personality-wise, I feel like you should be like a Sammy Davis Jr. Right, I'm Sammy. Yeah, that works. All right, so I'll be Sammy. We need we need to pick up Frank and two other people. We I'm need three hunt. people. So let's think about it. Peter Grosso, <laughs> strong candidate. I like him. Think about it. And then we got to go out and party. Do you go out and party? What do you do? I, bo- I enjoy boozing. I enjoy drinking. Where do you um, go? You a city guy? You're a Hamptons guy? Where are you? I used to be a city guy, but you now You don't it's strike like, me as a wild party guy. 
I, I enjoy going out. I enjoy going out. Um, I, I like uh, the out east, summertime, Hamptons, Montauk. Yeah. Um, but city, not so much. I haven't, I haven't gone to the city in years. Really? Yeah. It's There's no place to party in Long Island anymore. Like, you are of that age where are. you remember clubs and stuff. We yeah. used to have them. Yeah. Now we don't. Yeah. No. Because now everything is like an upscale steakhouse with a bar in it that turns into like a music night. And yeah. they don't really have clubs. There's no more raunchy bottle service. Nothing. None of that. No. It's no. over. But that stuff, like, that's cool if you go to Vegas, I guess. But I'm not spending my Friday night getting so what do bottle you do? service anymore. It's Saturday night. You feel like getting loose. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going to sound like an old person. <laughs> it's freaking, it's hard. It is hard. It's not the same. Oh, man. I, I do enjoy like going out to like a good dinner, a mm -hmm. um, couple of good friends, good dinner, and then just winging it from there, going yeah. to bars. You know, I, I'm, I live in Huntington, so I'm a Huntington person. Huntington's got some good spots. I enjoy Parking Huntington sucks. It, it blows. That's why I Uber in there. But uh, I enjoy Huntington Village or I enjoy, uh, I enjoy Babylon Village too. It just depends, but mostly Huntington. Um, or I'll go out to Nassau. So there's some, there's some places in Nassau that have like Tuesdays and Wednesdays that turn into parties that's bananas. Like uh, Limani or, uh, not Limani, the other place, uh, Kima or whatever. Oh, Thursday have, night, it's Thursday a crazy divorce age. It gets crazy. Bro, some, some lady like clawed another lady's eye out one day at one time that's on a Thursday terrible. night. That place gets wild. It bro. gets wild, it gets wild. But it's like you gotta, they're, they're on the hunt there. Those but women. It's, it's an older crowd. Thursdays, I think there's a Tuesday night one too, or Tuesday or Wednesday. You like the older ladies or the younger ladies? Younger. You don't care. You're an equal opportunity provider. I'm not biased. Yeah, You're I'm, an equal, I'm opportunity an equal opportunity provider. I tend to lean towards the younger ones, but I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. All right, so we're gonna do this. Now that I've, I've, I've passed, I mean, bro, I even, we even, we sent them, the, I even wrote the description for the love of God. Mm. Picture is everything. I know, you made it very, very easy, which with the description, I remember texting you, because I was like, oh. I kind of wanted to, so I'm no, a control can, freak. You can I like it. getting, I like Take getting it. my own pictures. I like writing the description. Oh yeah. Did I, the picture I, thing upset you? No, not at all. Okay. It made it easier for me because the pictures actually came out good. But I, I like my photographer, and I know he's great at what he does. So when you said I took care of the pictures, I was like, oh, let's see what these things look like. But they were actually very good. And your description wasn't bad. I just added to it. <laughs> it's cool. It's. Um, I don't need control like that. Yeah. My point is like I try to make it easy for people like you to want to work with people like me. You made it very easy. All I had to do was upload everything. In the same way that I'm sure like you structure your business to make your sellers and buyers make it easy for them to work with you. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm also, there's some clients that like constant contact. Okay. Like what's going on right now? Like the beginning of offers. How did showings go today? How did you, you do that manually or you have some kind of a digital way to do that? I do it. I, I call them and, and talk to them. Uh, oh, it's just... But I have people that, uh, a lot of my clients don't ask me those questions. I get, some of my, I mean, a lot of my older ones do. They wanna know like, as soon as the showing's over, like, hey, what happened, feedback. You gotta figure at any given time, you probably have 15 active listings. Is that an accurate statement? Around 10 uh, active, I mean, well, active, yeah. past two years they've been just flying, so. Well, I mean between like, on the market, under contract, like oh, yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you probably have about like 15, 12 to 15, yeah. Yeah, going on at some time. So like yeah. that's a lot of people to just be like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, it's cool, cool. And then going out and getting more business. Yeah. It's a lot. It is, but you get used to it and it just becomes like repetitive and they're five minute conversations. So it's, I mean, granted, I do have some clients that I spend an hour on the phone with them yeah. and they just keep repeating themselves and asking me the same things, but yes. it's part of the, you have to do it. So. I, um, 
I feel like you and I need to get a little more tech savvy. For sure. I'm trying. For sure. I'm trying. It's I'm not just easy. I'm start asking my niece to help me with everything because she's like on point with stuff. Well, the social media thing, bro, like you're a fucking handsome dude and you're fashionable. You got to be on social <laughs> I media. I appreciate that. I, I, don't, I don't. People I, will want. I'm I mean, big on it. I don't what, know. What, is it that, what is it about social media thing that you don't like? It's not that I don't like it. Like um, I, I do enjoy some people's pages, like watching what they put mm. up and uh, like uh, I think Dan's very good at uh, his social media. I think he's very original. I think you're original. Thanks, Matt Leonetti, I think, is very original. But then 95% of the other people I see on there, it's just mm. repetitive. They're just copying something that yes. somebody already did and they're just throwing it up and doing. Like if I see True. one more dance thing, with uh, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> and I cringe when I watch it. So like I'll never get into that type of social media. It can it's be just, anything you want it to be. Yeah, it's just not for me, but I don't know. Like, what I'm are your hobbies? Do you play golf? What are you, what are you into? I enjoy golf, um, sports in general, but golf, uh, basketball, soccer. Went to school for soccer. No shit. Uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. That's, but golf, I've been getting really in, into golf. I'm obsessed with golf now. Are you? Yeah. You don't golf, right? I have ADHD to the max, dude. So like, for me, golf is like a torturous game. Is it? First of all, it's it just, yeah, it requires a Too lot of concentration pace, so. and I'm like, <laughs> like I want to like slam balls on the ground and like, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I used to competitively surf when I was a kid. I was, you know, having a moment recently where I'm like, you know what, I need to like kind of get back and do some stuff that I enjoy doing also. I'm like, let me go surfing, buy a couple of surfboards. Huh? Yeah, you I never would have guessed that in a million years that you used to. Surfing. I was obsessed with surfing, bro. I used to go to Hawaii every year, surf the North Shore for three weeks. I used That's to do awesome. local ESA competitions. Wow. I was like, surfing was literally my life. Anybody who wow. knew me at like 20 years old was like, like I had a girlfriend at that time who I haven't seen in freaking 20 some odd years. And um, her mother follows me now and her mother's like, are oh, you still serving? I'm like, no, she's like, blown away. Like that was literally my obsession at the time. Where do you even like learn to surf on the island? Like where is there surf? Long Beach. Like, I lived in Long, Long Beach, Beach for a while. Listen, the surf doesn't get that good often, but it, it does at some times. Yeah. And if you're so into it, you just, you don't care. Like I used to go in the winter, Full That's suit craziness. with the mitts and like ice cream headaches. It's yeah. freaking 10 degrees outside. It's not. The water's 37 degrees. I have a buddy that, that's like that. He's still like that. Um, he had to play some Long Beach for years too, mm -hmm. but he would get in the whole get up and get in there in like January. Bro, this guy's that golf in the middle of the winter with like red golf balls in the snow. Like that yeah, shit it's, happens. It's crazy. People take everything to the extreme. I just happen to take everything <laughs> to the extreme, which is why I don't drink <laughs> to come full circle. I, I can't believe it. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, I respect that, but <laughs> it I feel me. like, I feel, but also you take things to the extreme. So maybe drinking isn't the best. That's thing why you, I don't do it. Then if you start to enjoy it, I'd be fucking whacked all the time. All the time. <laughs> this whole place would disintegrate and fall apart. No, exactly. Uh, Between not liking the taste and just being like, you know what? This is bad for me. I try to only get um, addicted to things that are positive. Right. With you know, I'm, I'm so sure right now it's the gym. No, that's for me. That's I'm not. A, I'm not addicted to the gym. I just I do it because it makes me feel good, and I and I have to, you know. Right. Otherwise, we'll just look like a bag of shit. Because I want to be able to eat a pint of ice cream once a week and that's be okay exactly with it. That's exactly why I exercise, so I can that's eat it. whatever I want. I could care less. Nobody about likes working six out. Pack and, yeah, uh, people that's no. The six pack is good. You like the six pack. Bro. I, I I don't mind it, but it's not why I work out. I work out so I can yeah. eat whatever I want. So I can eat French fries. I can drink and not have to worry about. Yeah. I mean, listen, the dad bod is in, but... I feel like the dad bod's always been in. No, it hasn't. No? no, in the 90s, it wasn't. In the 90s, everybody was juiced up with tribal band tattoos, barbed wire, <laughs> and they were shirtless. 
at Do you freaking, remember the, uh, tr- oh my God, that's yes. so funny. Yes. Everybody, that's so funny. And, and they were juiced up and everybody was at, where was it? Like CPIs yeah. or fucking, what was that other place in the Hamptons um, during the day on Sundays? Was that CPIs? No. Um, where everybody Not the to, Bordy Barn. Where everybody used to take drugs. And yeah, and slam their chest each other like a bunch of gorillas. Uh, they just sold that place a couple of years ago. Um, Neptunes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what it was. That place was bananas. I used to... Today it's a different a story. Today it's... Um, well, lean is in now. Lean, it's more lean. Or, or dad bod. Girl, just, yeah. It's so easy to be a man. It's so much easier to be a man. It really yeah. is than a woman. It's very hard to be a woman. I have the utmost respect for women. They yeah. really have it tough. In, 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 more, in what in, sense? In, in, in every sense. Yeah. What do girls get over men besides free drinks and into clubs faster? Nothing. That's, I mean, Dude, they get put it like that. periods, pregnancy, menopause. Yeah, Those three things are enough. Yeah. Right? Periods and pregnancy. Can never. I don't even like needles. That's what I'm saying. Just, just forget about anything else. Yeah. Those three things alone. We don't have to deal with that shit. But my sister, I just became an uncle for the first time. My sister just had a Congrats. kid. Thank you. She was in labor for 22 hours and then like, ah, oh, the kid's head's too big. C-section time. Oh. What the fuck? Brutal. That's what I'm saying. You know, that, well, I only just recently found out what a C- I knew C-section was like they cut you open and take the baby out. Do they put but your they, guts on a they table? They take everything out. How do they of get you? to the kid? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Women are. Dude, we pee standing up. Miraculous. It's all. Yeah. Imagine going into a nasty bar and being a girl and trying to have to hover with no sidebar yeah. in the bathroom. How do you do that? You know what kind of leg strength I can't that do requires? Public, I can't do public bathrooms. Really? Piss, yeah. Yeah. I can't do public bathrooms. What do you mean? You just stand too up much of a jump. No, pissing I can. Yeah. Like, oh, I take had to go. Yeah. A steamer? No, 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 Can't do it. But girls, can't, I mean, dude, girls can't stand up. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's very difficult. It's difficult to be a woman. Yeah. I. I, I, I I mean, I would prefer to be a man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too hard, it's too hard to be a woman. <laughs> on that note, I, uh, listen, I appreciate you Let's coming. Let's edit that out. Uh, I appreciate you coming down. Uh, listen, if anybody is obviously out there looking to buy or sell, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, Gino Marino, uh, work at Signature Premier Properties. Dude, I love the name, it flows. It yeah, just... no big social media, so cell phone. Email 631-432-9415. You're, you're like, you're an old soul with like a modern twist. Pretty, that's actually a perfect way to put it. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Right? That's it. Old school gentleman, modern twist. Obviously I'm the handsome home buyer. You know if you have a house that smells like cat pee, it doesn't matter. You know I want to buy it. 516-777-SOUL. We got the captain, 516-513-8838. And obviously if you are looking to work with a mortgage broker and you got to be looking to work with a mortgage broker right now, if you are a buyer or if you are an agent or if you are an investor, Sal Rizzolo, Cardinal Financial, his number's right here. We do that thing that these guys do. Give them a call. That's a wrap. <laughs>